0: Hello and thank you for joining us this evening. This is Michelle Botnick from Lucky and Love Travel, your certified destination wedding and honeymoon travel specialist. I am joined this evening by Miss Shannon McKenzie from Riviera Reflections Weddings and Events based in uh, Cancun, Riviera Maya, Mexico. And we're here to talk the down and dirty about planning a destination wedding in Mexico. Yeah, the pictures you see on the internet look great. The packages you find on the resort websites. Oh my God, they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they are. (laughs) Yeah, they are. But
0: there's a downside to that. Thank you for joining me this evening, Shannon.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Michelle. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm great too. Thanks.
0: Okay, so I'm going to talk some statistics here first. One out of every four weddings that are planned are actually a destination wedding that's a lot of weddings
1: it is a lot of weddings it's a five five million dollar a year um profit for places like cancun riviera maya there's a lot of weddings that go on and not just not just your regular civil weddings there's a lot of you know other options and i think maybe that's one of the reasons why not just mexico but why the destination weddings are so popular is because people can do offbeat different than what their friends have done
0: exactly and you know it's really funny because most destination weddings are actually second marriages believe it or not
1: yes our vow renewals are are big too
0: yeah yeah exactly and the top three locations for destination weddings here we go drum roll the u um are the caribbean and jamaica tops the list in the caribbean. Mexico is number 2. Yep. And number 3 is Hawaii.
1: Yeah, Hawaii's moved up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. They used to be further down the list, but the top 3 are Jamaica, Mexico, and Hawaii. So.
1: And you can see why.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who who doesn't want to get married in in those places?
1: Right. That's exactly it. And I think I think a lot of the reasons too people are are choosing to do destinations is you're planning a wedding anyways, and then you have a honeymoon on top of it. Your honeymoon is, you know, a week, a week long or as long as you can get away from your job, sometimes four or five days. Um, But you have all these guests that sometimes drive in or fly in from you know, all over the place to see their niece or, you know, their nephew or their grandchild or, you know, their brother or sister. And they fly in and you you barely get to see them because you're so busy with the wedding. And before you know it, the day's over and they've got one day you're doing your gift opening and all your exchanging and then they're gone home. So the destination wedding gives you the time to enjoy with the guests that are coming. And especially those that maybe you haven't seen for a little while that, you know, you get to kick back and spend some real time with them. And I I think that's a big draw at this point in time now, too.
0: It is, because your guests and family also get a vacation. And you do get to spend a ton more time together.
1: Yes, yes, for sure.
0: Interestingly enough, half, that's 50%, of all destination weddings are planned with the help of a wedding planner, which is where Shannon comes in. And here, here's an uh, an average number planning a destination wedding for couples to do it on their own is a part-time job. Um, Three months, the last three months before a destination wedding, the average couple spends a minimum. This is a minimum depending on the size of the wedding, 11 hours a week planning. Why would you do that when you can have someone who knows the destination the resorts and venues and do all that work for you it's a no-brainer
1: and it is and you know there there are still some brides who feel like when they hire a wedding planner they don't get to participate and somebody else is planning their wedding and it's it's actually exactly opposite of that um i know the way where we reflections work is that we help you as much or as little as you want I mean as you said the the best part is we're local we're here so we'll know I just to bring it up quickly had um, a bride today in Mexico and um, they didn't talk to me first before uh, we saw each other and they rented their car from the airport and so of course when they went to leave today they had problems that would have been the first thing I would have said is don't do it at the airport. Like we have people that we deal with and that's part of knowing who the vendors are and who you can trust.
0: Exactly. It's the connections. I mean, I have the resort connections. I have, you know, local vendor connections and Shannon has a ton more because only my part-time home is in Mexico. <laughs> okay. yeah,
1: it is. And Michelle and I meet there.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. We do. We get together in Mexico. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, this is very, a very interesting number that I want to throw out there. The average cost of a destination wedding is $404 a person. The average number of guests at a destination wedding are 86. The reception makes up um, greater than 35% of your total destination wedding cost. Now, that being said, you can save money on on your destination wedding package if you hold off on the expensive centerpieces. You know, use local flowers that are in season at, you know, time of your wedding. And finding other pros, especially photography, video, and hair and makeup, they will save you money because the um, basic resort packages – only include the basics, and when you want to upgrade, it's a ton more. A ton. Now I know um, offsite vendor fees average. This is an average number; it depends on the resort. It can range from eight hundred to fifteen hundred dollars for the offsite vendor fee if they're not a preferred vendor. But for hair and makeup, we can avoid that because Shannon <laughs> yeah, and I we, can. we got a connection in yeah. uh, Cancun and Riviera Maya. They have a mobile beauty truck, so they will pick you and your party up, get you beautified, and bring you back. No, in time, in time,
1: yep. and on time. And the beauty truck we should also say is air conditioned. They serve you sparkling champagne or wine, as they call it in Mexico, sparkling wine. Um, it, 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 they're amazing. Um, Michelle and I have had them make us up. We had, you know, we've been on. Um, wedding fams as they call them where people of the industry get together at um, a beach club or a resort and we've had these people make us up and believe me if you can make me look that good it's they do amazing work and the hair and the just the way that they leave everything is like they are by far I would consider the best I I try to use Natasha as much as possible um, she has people that she refers to that, of course, we will use because if Natasha's referred them, then that means she trusts them too. And we only work with people that we know or people that we know and trust, know and trust somebody else. We don't go off and hire someone that we've never used before. Exactly. So it, and, it,
0: and the Shannon, I mean, for you know, Natasha and VO Evolution Hair and Makeup, the best part is they do airbrush and you're yeah. in Mexico, it's humid, it's hot, it's sticky, yeah. and can yeah. I tell you something? I jumped into a cenote, and my makeup <laughs> stayed fresh. So, it yeah. sure
1: did. The only thing that they didn't do was they couldn't preserve your hair when you jumped in the water.
0: Yeah, you well, know, you know, hello.
1: <laughs> your hair
0: gets wet. Nothing you can do about that.
1: No, but you know, it. it's funny because I, and Michelle too, we, we both have this natural curly hair attached to ourselves, and you know, when you're, when I was living in Canada, when I come back to Canada, I always love the way my hair looks because it just sits so nicely and Michelle's stationed in in the U.S. And then you get to Mexico and it's all, you know, no holds barred. Your hair just does its own thing. But when Natasha's crew came in um, the last time we were there in September and made us up and did our hair, my hair stayed that way. Like I didn't touch it for two days and I'm not even going to lie that I didn't touch it for two days. It stayed that way. And so whatever they're using the products they use, they'll make sure that your day and you know, when you're getting beautified in their truck offsite to avoid that thousand dollar vendor fee. I mean, it's, it's amazing what they can do. And so, yeah, that's just, that's part of it. And like Michelle said, there's, there's a ton of extra fees associated and you're not going to know that that's where your average, of 11 hours a week come from, because, um, you know, you're trying to find out where do I do this or how can I do this? Or where's this located? And you're trying to look on a map. Well, if you don't know Riviera Maya or Cancun, that map means nothing. You know, when exactly. I, yeah, it it means nothing. And so you're like, okay, well I think that's okay. Well, now you've ended up in a hotel zone, which maybe wasn't where you wanted to be, but you didn't know that. Or, you know, the resort's package looked great, but you didn't realize that, you know, you had three different resorts you wanted to go to, but this, this one was the cheaper package, but you didn't realize that for each additional guest after 20, it's costing you twice as much as the other resort that you would have been happy to go to. So that's where the wedding planner comes in handy, is, is we know these things and we can steer you and guide you in the right direction, and it's what we do. So give us the 11 hours, and, it, you know, it won't take us 11
0: Exactly. And you know, Shannon, the average um, cost of a destination wedding just for the wedding is 20,000. Yes. And that's based on 86 guests. Now, when they include the honeymoon and travel expenses, that adds an additional five to 10,000. But if they live in a major metropolitan area, like New York City, anywhere in New Jersey, Florida, um, on the West Coast, that's a third of the cost of what a wedding at home would cost them.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, even, even locally, when I, we used to do weddings in Canada, you know, we would, we've done some weddings at the, at the YMCA in the Canadian Rocky mountains and, you know, they paid $5,000 for a room with four walls and that was it. And that didn't include the bar, that didn't include the food, that didn't include the decor, like they got a room. So by the time they were done, and they added their honeymoon, they're almost double of what it would have cost if they had just gone away, which was something they thought about. But I think a lot of, of, there's a lot of misconception that if you get married in a destination, you can't afford it.
0: Right, exactly. And the thing is, it's become more affordable, because there's so much competition. Absolutely. And A destination wedding is a lot smaller. Like I mentioned earlier, the average um, guest is 86. Whereas at home, you're talking about 250 to 300.
1: Exactly. And half of those people, you know, you might only know a third of those people and the rest are, you know, Auntie Joe invited, you know, Three cousins, you know, ten times removed, or you know how the story goes. Next thing you know, mom's invited people that you don't even know. She wants people from work, you know, you everybody's just inviting everybody. So um it's very it may be the average size, eighty six, but majority of them that we see in Riviera Maya are like around the fifty mark. And so that's that's, my experience. That's still big. Yeah, and that's that's still big. big. Yeah, yeah, that's still big for a destination wedding. You're putting 50 people into a, in an all-inclusive. And here's something else you may not find out while you're trying to research your own wedding is that if you work with us and we work with Michelle, we put together a wedding and your travel, and Michelle deals with these resorts on a regular basis. We deal with the resorts in our capacity. Michelle gets you there. Michelle has ways of, you know, things, you get the extras, comp to you, you get this, you get an upgrade. You may not know in your research while you're spending, you know, 11, 12 hours a week doing this, that if you have all your guests stay, you get offered things when you put up 20 rooms, 25 rooms, and you may not find that information searching around until you call them and, and at which stage now you're, you're exhausted and you just, you just don't care. And so you end up spending money or that you don't need to, or the other flip side is you book with a wedding planner like us. You don't need to have a buffer amount because there's going to be no surprises. That's what we're telling you. That's what it's going to cost. That's what it's going to cost.
0: Right. And that's the thing when you contact the resorts directly, and that's the other thing about the resort wedding packages, Yes. They, Typically, the average, this is an average, there are some that are less, some that are more, but the average resort wedding package um, is for 30 guests. You have to pay an additional fee for each guest over that.
1: Yes. Yes. We have a wedding um, next December and I was talking to the couple and they were like, yeah, it's so great. We get the the premium platinum package. And it's only $2,400. Look at what we get. And I said, that's for 20 guests. You're having 50. And so they said, well, what does that mean? Because they booked prior to hiring me because friends had booked at this resort a couple of years ago. And so I said, well, what that means is the other 30 people are based on $40 a head. And here's another thing that you need to, while we're getting into the nitty gritty I'm not bashing the resorts at all. They're, they're awesome. We do off resorts as well, but you do have to remember certain points. One of them is, yes, the packages can go anywhere from 20 to 30. So make sure you know that. But the other part is if your guests are not staying at the hotel with you, some resorts will require them to also purchase a day pass, pass. to be there exactly. for your wedding. Yeah, which can yeah. be in excess of a hundred US dollars. So you chose not to stay there because you thought maybe that one was too expensive and you found a cheaper one. Well, now you need a day pass to attend the wedding. It's not, it's not included. Um, some resorts will include it and the bride and groom will pay for it. But if you have half of your wedding party, let's say you have 50 people coming and 25 people choose not to stay there, that could cost you another $3,000 just in day passes. So that's exactly, another and that, thing to
0: that, think my, about. Shannon. My expression is don't let your family and uh, friends and guests go rogue. They need no, to look within the room block because if yeah. they don't, it's going to cost you a ton of money and you're going to yeah. lose out on the additional benefits of the group room block.
1: And exactly. And a group room block is a block that Michelle will put on a hotel for X amount of guests for a specific wedding. And then you call, you can go on, Michelle sets up websites and all that kind of stuff, and she can book them for you, but you'll get a, a, a reduced rate because it is a room block. So there may be 20 rooms blocked. And for that 20 room block rate, they may give it to you for just a number, not an actual number. Let's say the room is regularly 269 but because there's 20 rooms booked, you get it for 199 Well, if you go to the next resort over or two down, You're not going to get that rate, and now it's going to cost you extra. So if there's two of you, you have to think about that. That could be another night stay at the same resort where, you know, and and I can tell from experience that guests that don't stay with the wedding regret not staying there because they feel like they've missed out.
0: Exactly. Because there's a lot of things that, you know, you book so many rooms, you get a lot of, yeah. you know, different things like a welcome reception and things
1: like that. If you don't stay at the property, you don't get to participate. Nope. You don't. And they don't offer day passes to do something like the reception because the reception's done generally at night and they won't offer a day pass for night.
0: Exactly. So, so you're going to miss out on, on most yep. of the wedding festivities.
1: Yeah, so I always try to say, okay, you know what, if somebody can come and maybe, you know, it depends on how bad you want that person there. If they're going to, if they plan on staying at a different resort, then they need to think about, you know, what they're getting. And if, you know, if it's only a $50 a night less, then I would say, find a way to, to cover it or find a way to add it to your budget or find a way to help them start saving, send out your save the date. Like that's the next big thing too is hiring a wedding planner. She'll let you know, like you need to get that stuff out. If people are coming and you want them to come and stay with you and do the destination, they need to have ample time to book time off of work, get money together. I mean, who doesn't want to go on a vacation and they're going on a vacation with you so now it's it becomes even more. Maybe they're spending time with family they haven't seen in years, like I said. So now you're spending days together, and it's worth it. And if people have enough time to prepare, they will definitely be there.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I mean, as soon as you decide on the resort accommodations, if you're not having your wedding at the resort, and, you know, the date, send out your save the dates. Because the more yes. notice you give people, the more...
1: Yep, They're better. going to be
0: able to plan for it. You know, I'm sorry, I'm a planner. Hello, I, you know, plan travel. So, <laughs> hey,
1: <yes>. me too. <laughs> hey,
0: so, you know, us in that mindset, maybe we think different than most people, but even when I plan my own trips or plan, you know, to go down to Jamaica or Mexico to, you know, check out resorts, I plan at least a year and a half in advance. So, when you're asking your guests, to make that financial commitment to attend your destination wedding you need to give them a heads up give them the most yeah. advanced notice you can
1: well for example michelle and i are going away august 2020 and we were already planning
0: yeah yeah that's because i'm a planner and so is she yeah
1: so you know there's just things that you do um You know, Our wedding next December, we're already in talks with the hotel booking our room because that's one thing that Glenn and I do, my husband who works with me, is when you come and you stay, we stay at the resort with you. Even though we're local, we want to be there for you. And so if you don't need us, you don't see us. But if you need us, we're on site. And that's just part of What we include, we don't charge extra for it. We don't charge you for our rooms. It's something that we want to do because that makes us comfortable. It makes us feel better to know that if you need us, it's the biggest day of your life. Well, one of them, that we're there, and we want people to know that, and that's just another service that we provide, and we're okay with that. So, I mean, here I was today going in and getting a hold of the hotel, the resort, and saying, hey, so are our rooms booked, too, because you know, we need to make sure we get that done. And, you know, that's the other thing is if you're planning on a destination wedding, it's also going to matter on the dates you pick. So if you're picking a peak date, um, for example, October 10th, 2020 is a major date. You will not find anything available right now. I can tell you that right now. So if you think, oh my gosh, I just got engaged. I want 10, 10, 20. I'll find you something, but it isn't going to be what you imagined. So think of that also at the same time, unless it has an absolute major significant meaning and you're okay with what you can get. And I mean, it's not going to be, you know, uh, in, in a trailer park, but it, you know, it may not be your five star resort like you want it. You may have to go to a three and a half, but if you're okay with that, I mean, it's just really, busy popular days fill up fast and so you need to get that organized you need to to call your planner you need to make sure that planner works with a travel advisor like us with Michelle and get those things booked at least blocked and a lot of times I don't know how your payment schedule works Michelle but a lot of times it's a small payment to go down to hold the block is that correct
0: yeah, yeah. They have to put up a certain amount based on the number of rooms blocked. And then final right. payment, depending on attrition dates, that's a whole nother thing I can explain to couples because to explain it on here, it, it's very confusing. But there are payment right. schedules as you go along up until um, 60 days out. So
1: Right, and that's much like us too. We take like a one-third payment right now to confirm your contract. And then we don't take another payment again until um, three months before. And then we take the last payment 60 days before. So, I mean, you have time to save if you just have that initial little bit to put down and hold. And I know we work with in-payment plans also on those deposits. You know, we we don't ever think that any bride and groom should be put aside because they don't have the money sitting in their pocket right now. So we work with people as much as we can. We can work with you easier than Michelle. Michelle has to actually book things and put blocks on things. So Michelle's setup is a little bit different than ours. but Yeah, but you know
0: I do have um, a travel supplier that I work with where we can do a group room block, so to speak. And there's nice. no upfront okay. um, deposit required by the couple. And anybody that's invited would go in. It They have their own um, event it. link. Nice. And they can Ed. go in and make their own reservation and make their own deposit with final payment due 45 nice. d- days before departure. So there are options. Okay, so that's to nice about.
1: to know. Okay. And that's nice to know because I know a lot of people... I know once in our life, Glenn and I were invited to a wedding of really close friends of ours, and they were getting married in Ireland. And at the time, we were thinking of buying a house. And it turned out that it was going to cost us about $12,000 to go to this wedding by the time we took our flights from Canada. And we needed to stay in a hotel because they don't have – it's not the same in Ireland as it is in Mexico. And, you know, you rent a car and you do all those things, and we had to decline because – they gave us six months notice and there was no way that we could get money together in six months. So it's, it's nice to give your out of town guests as much notice as they can. Cause let me tell you, if you're being invited to a destination wedding, I would, I would bet that you want to be there. It's, it's a chance and a lot of people don't get on holiday. So it's a chance to get out and get a holiday and use it, you know, to say, you know what, we're going to this wedding, but at the same time, you know, maybe grandma and grandpa or auntie and uncle or even mom and dad haven't been out of the country. Maybe never. I know there's a lot of people who've never flown anywhere and it would just be something that it's nice to give as much notice as you can and, and definitely do not just because I'm a planner and Michelle's a planner, but definitely you need to consider hiring people so that you can actually enjoy your engagement. And we know what we're doing and we know who we're dealing with and you know, we stand behind everything that we do and we say.
0: Well, same here. And on our next podcast, we're going to talk about off-site um, wedding locations, more private options, and things that yes. are, like, super spectacular, like cenotes. By the way, I dove into one and was swimming around at the end of <laughs> September. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we have a brand new, just to pique your interest, we have a brand new connection uh, for a brand new cenote that's just opening. Um, it's private. It's only by private invitation only, and it, it features tree houses. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> it's awesome. So, yes, you have to tune in next time if you want to hear all about all those private options and all those other Um, off-site options that we have um, because there are many and all you know living in Mexico makes it so easy to find everything and to know exactly where you're going and what you're doing and um, it's only been a couple years two and a half that we've been there but it's amazing how quick you you make friends you meet people and you learn about so many places that you will never find when you sit at your computer for 11 hours
0: Exactly and we've been there we know firsthand and yeah the res- everything on the internet is, is is accurate right yeah not
1: just saying <laughs> Yeah yeah if it's on if it's if it's on google it must be true yeah yeah no if not on google, I, I
0: have true. to laugh at some of these resort photos <laughs> that resort hasn't looked like that in 10 years <laughs>
1: I know I know. I hear you. And that's the worst thing. And you know what? When you do book a local planner, and I do stress local, not somebody who tells you they're local, but an absolutely local planner, um, you just know. And you know what? I, I've been there. I, I'll i show you my electric build. You know, it has my name on it. Like, we're there. We know, we know what's there. We know what's good. We know what doesn't look like those pictures anymore. And we know which ones have been Photoshopped.
0: Yeah, same (laughs) here, like all the resorts (laughs) I've visited over the last 12 years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you know what? We know what we're doing. We we pride ourselves on knowing that. Michelle and I work amazing together, and, um, yeah, your day will be nothing less